The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we celebrate Independence Day by talking about the most patriotic things you can do at Disney World. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you can receive bonus content. Or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. I can help you book your trip and do all the hard work for you. And it doesn't cost you anything. Get started today by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you have questions for the podcast, connect with us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. On today's episode, we are going to celebrate a birthday that is near and dear to us, the 245th birthday of the country we call home, the United States of America. It is the week of Independence Day. We thought we would do an Independence Day-themed episode. Leslie, have you ever been at either of the Disney parks or around July 4th? You know, not that I can remember. It's entirely possible I was there as a child during July 4th, but don't don't remember it. What about you, Joe? No, I generally avoid going in the summers. The exciting news this year is that fireworks are coming back to Disney World on July 1st. Actually, have they announced Disneyland? Yes, they're coming back too. And I can't remember if it's the 1st or the 4th, but they're coming back in time for Independence Day. Yes. So fireworks will be back for Independence Day. However, Disney normally does Independence Day themed fireworks. It sounds like that's not going to be the case this year. It'll be happily ever after at Disney World Magic Kingdom. And the name of the fireworks show at Disneyland, Leslie? It's Mickey's Mix Magic. Very nice. So not Independence Day themed, but it is feeling good that there were are going to be fireworks at Disney World on July 4th. They heard me calling them cowards a couple episodes ago and brought them back because they definitely listened to this show. And I don't know about over in California, but we're going to have fireworks here in Boston as well. I mean, not the normal thing, but we will have fireworks in Boston of a muted variety. I don't know if they're going to be celebrations, but I'm sure there are going to be small towns celebrating with fireworks all over the country this year, which is going to feel great. I haven't looked into what we're doing in the Bay Area. I know our town, the town that I live in, Alameda, which is just outside near Oakland, has the nation's second longest July 4th parade, like in terms of distance covered, because it covers the entire length of our island. And sadly, they canceled it in May, which I don't understand. (laughs) But maybe they just didn't want the hassle. But I'm bummed about that. So we're definitely going to be seeking out other uh, celebrations around the Bay Area this year. 
Well, that's too bad for sure. But at least we have some July 4th celebrations back here in 2021 for the 245th birthday of America. Now, Walt Disney was someone who loved America. And so we thought on today's episode, we take a look at some of the more patriotic things that you can see or do or experience at Walt Disney World. Now, there is an alternate timeline where we do this entirely ironically and say ride Tomorrowland Speedway to celebrate America's increase of pollution in the world. But uh, we do not want to get in trouble with the time variance authority. So we're not going to do the alternate timeline. Now, Leslie, Main Street USA, like Frontierland, these lands are kind of like designed to celebrate America. And that was part of what Walt Disney wanted. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is classic Americana, the Old West, and then, you know, Main Street looking like, I guess, is it is it turn of the century, like his childhood in uh, Marceline, is it Missouri? I'm going to have to remember my Disney history here. It's been a while since I've been to the Walt Disney Family Re- Museum in San Francisco to refresh all of this. Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely does celebrate the history of America and different times and and places that are unique to America. So you can really see it everywhere all over both Disney coasts. And even we've sort of spread it to other Disney parks around the world as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing. What I've noticed both in Disneyland Paris and in Tokyo Disneyland and actually Hong Kong Disneyland as well, in the overseas parks, they really love the American aspects of the Disney parks. In a lot of ways, it's funny. Walt Disney loved America and he created these parks and then the parks themselves became synonymous with America. So when we build these parks overseas, it is a real representation of America and American culture overseas. So it's it's funny that Disney became part of the narrative of America itself, posthumously, of course, but it just shows the power of Disney. Very true. And of course, there's all of the great Disney shorts, wartime support during World War II, especially part of the American propaganda machine, for better or for worse. I'm not going to get into the ironically, non-ironically side of things, but he is bound up in his creations and his everything that he has given to us were bound up with important moments in American history. I mean, the funny thing is, I do think that even though Walt is gone, Disney is going to continue to be bound up in American history. Even just look at this pandemic, like no one cared when Universal reopened, but when Disney World reopened, it was news in America and around the world. So I just think I just think that the Disney company is going to remain in the forefront of American hearts and minds for many years to come. So Walt loved this country and we love this country as well. So we thought we'd take a look at some of the things that you can do in the Walt Walt Disney World Parks to celebrate the country, get a little bit of positive patriotic feelings and see the country through Walt's eyes, but then also see the country through through modern patriotic eyes because, you know, things have changed a little bit since Walt was around. So let's get started with what we've already mentioned. I think fireworks, I don't know how, but they've just become a quintessential American thing, not only on Independence Day. Yes, there are going to be fireworks shows. However, the Independence Day fireworks shows aren't going to be around. But there is still one place where you can sort of enjoy patriotic fireworks, Leslie. So where is that in uh, Walt Disney World? (laughs) Where you might not expect it. Uh, I guess 
in over in Hollywood Studios. If you go watch Muppet Vision 3D, it closes with a song by Sam Eagle, a salute to all nations, but mostly America. And it's sort of a fireworks show gone awry, right? It is a fireworks show gone awry, but the show features a song that you hear at like every 4th of July fireworks. I think it's Stars and Stripes Forever by John Philip Sousa, but it is a great show. Yes, the fireworks do go awry, but it is a celebration of America, lots of American flags, and it's a lot of fun. You know, Muppet Vision 3D, we present unironically as a mildly patriotic, but a lot of fun way to celebrate America in the Disney parks. Now, continuing on the theme of patriotic songs, something I know that is near and dear to your heart, Voices of Liberty, Leslie, you know, where can people find Voices of Liberty and you know, why does it uh, stoke our patriotic feelings? Yes, Joe, I love all of the singing ensembles at Walt Disney World, Dapper Dan's being up the list, but Voices of Liberty are just fantastic. And you can find them at the American Gardens Theater right across from the American Adventure in Epcot right now. Great thing to add to your Disney World vacation. Just take a break and enjoy some of the live entertainment because we haven't had all of it the last year or so. Glad to see more of it coming back, but this is one that is extra special to my singing loving heart being married to a singer myself. Yeah, and it's great American songs like Songs Celebrating in America. I am expecting that they will be back in, you know, you used to be able to catch them. They'd be singing in the atrium as you're waiting for the American adventure, as you're waiting to go into the theater. And it was always like a good kind of one-two punch combination of uh, America. You know, you get it all at once. You know, the Voices of Liberty really are great, and I'm sure they're going to be super popular this July 4th weekend at Disney World at the uh, America Gardens Theater. Now, something that I saw on the website is currently not operating at Disney World, but you saw at Disneyland a ceremony that really honors the veterans who have served in the military for our country and those who have sacrificed uh, so much uh, just to secure our freedoms is the flag retreat that happens at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. But I was su surprised to hear you tell me that you just caught the ceremony at Disneyland, even though on Disney's website it says it's not ha currently happening at Disney World. Yeah, I did catch it at Disneyland. And I guess it was on the 16th of June when I was there, the, my final day when I was there on my family's Disneyland vacation. And it was a, definitely a pared down version, but they did have music over the loudspeaker and the flag was brought down for the day. And they we sang uh, the Star Spangled Banner. It's, it's really just a beautiful, beautiful ceremony and and my husband and I stop and watch it every time and you know if we're in the area and happen to be able to to see it and I'm, I'm surprised that it's back at Disneyland you're right then it's not back at Disney World yet I, maybe it came out because they were bringing the Disneyland ban back into service the next couple of days after I was there so that may have been the reason it was rolling out when I was there on my trip is in preparation because the Disneyland ban is part of that ceremony and I didn't I missed that part but I know that they have joined that now since uh, my departure. So curious to see what the timeline's looking like on the other coast in Florida. Yeah, and it may be back if you have seen it recently, uh, please let us know. But yeah, the flag retreat, it's pretty somber. They just are bringing the flag down from the flagpole in the middle of Main Street, USA. And then like Leslie said, there is some singing of songs, generally the Star Spangled Banner. I think sometimes they recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, about how long is the ceremony altogether? Like five, 10 minutes? 
Yeah, it, the ple- now that I think of it, the pledge was said at the Disneyland version. And yeah, it's very short. I mean, you really have to be in the area to catch it. It's hard to, and it's not the same time every day. It's It does vary a little bit. So it's kind of hard to catch the exact moment. Yeah, the Disney World website says 5 p.m., but it also says that it's closed, so who knows exactly. So we're not sure. Now, if you are in a thankful mood and want to have Thanksgiving food at any time during the year, Liberty Tree Tavern is the place to go. It is known at Disney World as the home of the brave. Now, the decor there is all very colonial, feels very like we are in this tavern discussing our fight for independence against the redcoats and each of the six rooms one thing i didn't know there are six rooms where you can eat in liberty tree tavern and each of the six rooms commemorates a pivotal figure in u.s history so there's a room celebrating benjamin franklin thomas jefferson john paul jones paul revere betsy ross and then of course our first president george washington now the food there like i said it's like a thanksgiving meal you can have it any time during the year people love to go to liberty liberty tree tavern during thanksgiving it's become very popular very new england type food turkey mashed potatoes that sort of thing they look like they have a very exciting chocolate cake but if you want to uh feast on some patriotic food liberty tree tavern is the place to go of course One might also say that you could just go to Casey's, which I hear is going to be opening again soon, and just get a hot dog, and that is just as American. True, but from a different era, Joe. And being the good Bostonian that you are, uh, I'm sure Liberty Tree Tavern is your choice, right? Yes, definitely. So much (laughs) my choice that I've never been there, but, you know, who's counting? Also, I cannot pronounce Liberty Tree Tavern correctly on the first time to save my life. It is a little bit of a tongue twister, for sure. Yes. Now, one thing that America has been marked by over the two and a half centuries, almost, that we've been around is progress. And one of Walt's first ever attractions that he debuted at the World's Fair, the Carousel of Progress, really represents the spirit of American ingenuity, technology progress that has characterized our country so even though it's not like a distinctly patriotic attraction i think the carousel of progress really represents a lot of the american ideals now i know it's a little bit outdated leslie but can you just remind us a little bit about what's happening on the carousel of progress even though it kind of uh you know i think uh the future has passed it yeah so i mean i guess it walks us through the inventions that are mostly distinctly American, the technological innovations of different points in time. And I mean, the the sort of Jetson space age ending always is what stands out to me just because, yeah, it is it is dated now in its own way. But um, it's a great... What, you're saying your grandmother isn't putting on a VR headset like that lady <laughs> with the uh, gigantic sort of flat screen TV? But yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's a great attraction. And it is, I mean, it is a snapshot of what 1960s America thought our America was going to be, too. So it's great sort of from that perspective as well. So fun fact, Joe, I am currently visiting family right now, as you know, as we're recording this in North Carolina. And my mom and I were looking back at some scrapbooks and albums of trips that she had taken with my grandparents when she was a child. And one of those trips was to the 1964 World's Fair, which, of course, my Disney brain went, wait a second. And I looked it up. And of course, that was the year that Carousel of Progress debuted at the World's Fair. So my mother, I'm sure, saw it. 
That's awesome. And I was just about to say that I think the thing that's most impressive about Carousel of Progress to me is that, yes, we can joke about the VR goggles and that how like the future, like we've passed the future that is seen in Carousel of Progress. But that original attraction was designed in 1964. We're sitting here in 2021, which is 57 years later. And that Attraction has really stood the test of time. And if you think about Disney World, it's always been on the cutting edge of technology. Animatronics at the time in 1964, Disney wrote the book on animatronics. And they're still doing the same with things like Flight of Passage and Rise of the Resistance. So I think the technological progress that happens at Disney is part of that technological progress that has characterized America throughout its history. So, you know, I that's why I really feel like Carousel of Progress is a good testament to America and where we've been. Absolutely. All right, we're, we're ignoring the elephant in the room when it comes to all things patriotic, right? Yeah, we're just saving the best for last. If you want about 55 minutes total of American patriotism streamed straight to your face, you can do a double feature at American Adventure at Epcot and Hall of Presidents at the Magic Kingdom. Two really good celebrations of America that come from different angles. The Hall of Presidents more focuses on the office of the presidency and focuses on how we as a country have presidents, not kings, and some of the challenges that presidents have faced throughout history, some of the tough decisions that they've had to make. Whereas the American Adventure more looks at the progress of the country, despite various hardships, despite various shortcomings that the country has had, frankly, uh, throughout the years. Um, And both of them kind of span the course of American history, our short history, 245 years is pretty short in the, I think they actually say that in American Adventure in the kind of grand scheme of things. Now, I rewatched both of these to see which one I preferred, and I was really surprised that I had forgotten. Hall of Presidents is really, like, mostly a movie for, like, 15 to 20 minutes, and then at the end, you see all the presidents and all the animatronics, like, all... I'm sorry, how many presidents are we on right now? We're at 46, so... 46. You see all 45. That's how many there were. It's currently under refurbishment, since we have the 46th right now. But I was surprised. It, It was, like, much more of a movie, and so I think, overall, I prefer American Adventure, because there are animatronics in kind of almost every scene of the American Adventure. It has been a long time since I have seen either one of them. So I don't feel like my recollection is all that fresh to be able to truly judge. And then, of course, I, I do have to give a shout out to the, the smaller cousin over on the West Coast. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. We didn't warrant uh, space for a giant Hall of Presidents, but we did at least get one of the most iconic in animatronic form over here in Disneyland. That's the one I've seen most recently, at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like sort of different angles, like you said, and the animatronic feature does, does I guess, matter when you're trying to keep kids' attention. So I, I reserve my right to uh, to give my, my final decision until I can take my kids and see what they, they like best. Yeah, and I had two observations. I thought that these shows were a much more fair look at American history than I had recalled. Now, one thing that I found very interesting in the Hall of Presidents, uh, especially here in 2021, is that that particular attraction makes a big deal about how different presidents reacted to changes in the media and how they got their message out. So it talks about how Teddy Roosevelt took advantage of the medium of the radio and then I think, uh, I can't remember, maybe it was uh, FDR or someone like whoever, you know, first started really using the TV. I, I, I'm assuming actually FDR probably still used the radio. But 
as time goes on, the Hall of Presidents really kind of talks about how presidents use the media to get their message out. So I'll be very curious with the current refurbishment, whether they're going to talk about how social media is being used these days. It's just kind of funny to think about the point of history that we're in right now because media is moving so fast. So I don't know if uh, I want to see a Twitter shout out in the Hall of Presidents, but if they're (laughs) going along with the theme that they've already set up, it would make sense, which is kind of funny to think about. That would be, I mean, that would kind of make my day, but also make me really sad. So we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, like it's been much more realistic and fair towards history than uh, one might think. And then what I noticed in the American Adventure is, yes, everything was a little bit rosy of a view, but they still acknowledge the real travesty that slavery was, of course. And I had totally forgotten that they also, at one point, discussed the displacement of Native Americans as well. So, you know, I thought that both attractions give a, yes, pro-America, but very fair view of America overall. And frankly, that was really great to see. And I think to truly celebrate our country, we need to acknowledge the good and the bad. And that as we progress on from the bad parts of our country's history, you know, I think that's what's going to make us better and stronger. So I really appreciated uh, what the Imagineers have done in both those attractions. Well said, Joe. I'm gonna have to go watch some YouTube videos now that uh, you've spurred me to give them a closer look in uh, 2021 times. I really think that I will die if they talk about just the use of social media and hall presidents. It's just... I, I, I'm still not, I'm too old to be ready for that version of history, but I, I know, I recognize it's the reality. Yes, indeed. We're here recording a podcast in 2021. Who are we to judge? Totally fair. All right, Joe, well, let's close out this special Independence Day episode with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us? I think my Disney do would be to check out either American Adventure or Hall of Presidents. I think it's something that we generally try to avoid. If you're there in the summer, you might be more likely to check out one of those attractions because you're trying to avoid the rain or trying to avoid the heat. But I think they are great attractions. They really do represent the spirit by which Walt Disney World was created uh, from what I can tell. And, you know, I think they're a great celebration of our country. So yes, it's great to do it on Independence Day, but anytime you're at Disney World, I think they are worth checking out. So definitely check them out. I, I As I was watching them, I was like, I'm not sure that these will last forever. So um, I definitely think they are something to check out because two decades from now, who knows? They might be different. And so we might uh, have something else there. So enjoy them while we can. That's what I would say. That's right, Joe. All right. Well, happy birthday again, America. Happy Independence Day to all of you who are in America and listening to this and celebrating. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you have any ways to celebrate Independence Day or America at Disney World that we didn't think of, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much, Leslie, for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you at American Adventure for the first time in two decades. Thanks, Joe. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. 
Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas.